What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copon. It's May 29, 2023, and this is Lift and Learn episode 120. In this episode, I'll talk about how to bring up a lagging body part. So I'll talk about some strategies to address weaker body parts in terms of strength and development. And then I'll talk about how to overcome lower back pain, which affects everyone at one point or another. Before that, though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at liftandlearnpodcast, on Twitter, at liftandlearnpod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. When it comes to achieving your fitness goals, consistency is key. And this is something I've talked about before. I had to bring this up this week because I've had a lot of talks this week with some of my clients who have been missing sessions or not doing their homework per se. If we really want to live our best life more pain-free, then doing the work consistently, it's what's going to that's what's going to make a, dip, a big difference. Now, yeah, you'll miss some days because of a vacation and if you're sick, but Other than that, you should be finding time to exercise, even if it is just a little bit, especially in today's world, you know, the modern world. Doing a little bit of activity constantly and consistently is when you'll start to see the long-term gains. Consistency builds habits and routines, and that's what's going to keep you on track. By consistently showing up to the gym and sticking to your workout plan, you create a strong foundation for progress. It's not about going all out for a week and then slacking off for the next two, It's about committing to a sustainable routine that you can maintain over time, over a long period of time. This is why when people start their gym routine and want to go to the gym five times a week right away, I know 99 times out of 100, it won't work out because at that point, they're just super motivated and going off of that instead of just thinking about a different question like, how many times could you commit to going to the gym this week and for the rest of your life? That's why I always suggest two or three times a week to start forming that habit, then trying to add in more days of the week if that becomes easy. Consistency that allows for progressive overload, which is essential for muscle growth and strength gains, which in turn helps with the body fat loss that you might be looking for. When you consistently challenge your muscles by gradually increasing the intensity, whether that be the weight, the volume of your workouts, your body adapts and becomes stronger. I talk about that all the time too, how important progressive overload is when it comes to building muscle and therefore the metabolism over time. Now, one of the most frustrating parts about making long-term progress are plateaus. That could mean your weight loss stalls or where it seems like you're not getting any stronger even though you're following a good program, here's another thing that consistency can help you overcome. There's going to be times when progress slows down or stalls, but by staying consistent, you can push through these plateaus and continue to make improvements. You just got to stick it out and trust the process. Consistency also helps when it comes to improving your mindset and your mental discipline. If you're showing up every day, putting in the work consistently, 
That's where you can actually develop mental resilience and determination. And this mindset will help you throughout all aspects of life. So beyond the gym and will actually uh, positively impact other areas of your life. Getting to the gym every few days, three to five times per week is going to be the biggest factor when it comes to seeing progress, the consistency aspect. It's not about just finding the best workout online and doing that a few times. It means breaking up your current lifestyle with the gym or some kind of exercise, getting in that habit of getting up, doing some exercise. There's more motivation being in an actual gym if that's what you need. Just being in that atmosphere should give you more energy to do more. You see other people lift weights and be active in there. You'll probably want to do more exercises also. Tell yourself you're just going to the gym for one exercise, but when you get there, you might end up doing more. You might surprise yourself. Find that time in your day to just go out and do something. It's a lot easier nowadays because you can go outside and just go for a walk when you can. No excuses. Get out there. Get some fresh air. Vitamin D from the sun. Even if it's just 5 or 10 minutes, anything is better than nothing. Now, if we're talking about inconsistency, that's where I've seen people fall off the wagon. The habit goes completely out the window. You'll miss one day for one week and then two days the next, and eventually you forgot you're paying for a gym membership. That's what leads to the setbacks and no progress a year from now. This is how New Year's resolutions fail and why they fail so early on. It's harder to see long-term results if you're sporadic with your workouts or constantly starting and stopping a routine. Building a strong, healthy body takes time, effort, and dedication. So stay committed, stay consistent, and enjoy the long-term gains. Staying consistent in the gym is the biggest factor for long-term progress because it builds habits, allows for progressive overload, helps overcome plateaus, and strengthens your mindset. Remember, fitness can be a long journey, and consistency is the vehicle that will take you to your destination. And I'll be honest, staying consistent for me has been rough the past few months now, actually. I've been rehabbing a few injuries, but the good news is that I did su- uh, I did do some barbell bench pressing this week. I'm able to do pull-ups also, but haven't fully committed to it being back into the regular program yet. I just hop up and do a few sets of three pretty much every day. Nothing crazy before the pain in my finger sets in. My uh, my finger is really starting to get better now, though. Still some swelling going on two or three months later, but in terms of the pain, I'm pretty much good now at this point. It still hurts if I bash it on something, but in terms of daily life, it doesn't affect me too much. I still feel it a bit if I hold onto a plastic bag, like, I don't know, doing groceries or my lunch bag, but... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Doing the dishes are pretty much normal now. I used to have to be careful with the way I would hold some of the bigger items I needed to clean, but for the most part, it's normal again, thankfully. And because of my finger feeling a lot better this week, I finally got around to playing a few rounds of golf this week. We had a bunch of rain the past two weeks or so, but we're in the clear now. It's been great for about a week now, consistently having good weather, which is awesome, and I'm able to enjoy it. I went to this one course last Monday, probably the closest location to me. That was just a nine-hole one, and it was super muddy. It's not maintained well at all, but you can always get a tee time, so I literally just show up whenever I have some time and just start playing. Right now, though, the course is a mess. My shoes were instantly muddy before I even hit the first shot, but I'm not going to complain about it. I got to take my time, take multiple shots, lost a bunch of balls because of the conditions and the fact that... I was just spraying the ball everywhere, I'll be honest. And then on Tuesday, went to the regular spot with one of my senior buddies, 
that was a much better day. I played better. The conditions weren't as bad because it was maintained a lot better since it's government owned, I believe. And I got to catch up with my buddy since I haven't seen him since probably early last year. The problem with playing with senior golfers is that every week, somebody in the crew has some kind of injury going on. So I think I only saw him once last year because of that. He was giving me like some business advice too, which was pretty cool. Gave me some background into his life before retirement, which was pretty eye-opening for me. Besides that, I did end up seeing some family this weekend. That's always good. Got to hang out a bit with everyone. Haven't seen everyone or haven't seen anyone since Christmas, basically. So I had to head out, even though it's such a far drive. I didn't even have to drive. I got them. uh, Oh, no, I did drive that day, actually. I got them these Pokemon cards for their birthday. And wow, it's as confusing as ever to shop for kids nowadays. There were so many different Pokemon card options and packs to buy from. I remember when I was growing up, you'd literally just buy a a pack with like 10 cards inside. There's maybe a few booster packs you could get, but now it comes in this big box. There's some boxes that come with like 10 packs or more or something. I was even telling this girl behind the desk. I don't think she cared, but I told her I have no idea what I was even buying. I had her explain all the boxes to me. I felt so old at that point. I'm pretty sure... She's like laughing while I was asking questions, but she had a mask on, so I couldn't tell. But from the way she was sounding with her answers to me, it's it's like she was explaining it all to some 50-year-old how basically how to buy Pokemon cards these days. And now every pack comes with a holographic card, so there's one that's like shiny and stuff. We used to buy those packs back in the day, but I don't think I don't think uh, every single pack came with a hollow. I'm pretty sure when I was getting them in elementary school, that was part of the risk. Not getting hollow, just crap cards, I guess. Now it's obviously on easy mode, just buy the pack and you'll be sure to get one. I remember going to Walmart for what I think was the first big booster pack. I'm pretty sure it came in this blue box and then it came with a guaranteed Matchamp hollow card. I ended up reusing that box for years too, but yeah, now it's on another level. There's different seasons, of course, got to make more money. It only makes sense to release new editions of cards every half a year or whatever. But anyways, me personally, I'm in bad shape again because I'm now recovering from yet another injury. I sprained my ankle pretty badly playing with, uh, yeah, I was playing with the birthday boys and some of the other family members. We were playing ball on this outdoor court, which was like a four inch elevated court that slopes down to the grass terrible design but long story short i twisted my ankle off of that little ledge so i was in crutches and a boot for about a week literally just started walking on my own yesterday so i'm rehabbing that for this week i just get to basically take a week off doing leg days and i have a valid excuse so let's really hope i mean let's really pray for me guys let's really hope that is my last injury for the year because my training has not been good to start 2023 or at least not even start i mean we're halfway through almost other than that life's been great chicago blackhawks got the number one overall pick so connor bedard uh connor bedard hype train here we go get hard for bedard baby the playoffs have been fun to watch but i've actually been watching more basketball than hockey lately i was watching lebron do his thing out there I really can't believe how he's been able to stay healthy for so long for the most part. I think he's playing through like some foot injury, but I mean, he's still able to play like 48 minutes in the last game of the year, which is insane. 
since I feel like I'm just falling apart just playing sports, and specifically basketball for like 20 minutes. In terms of the big leagues, uh, LeBron's actually eliminated already. The run's over for him this year. Lakers got swept by the Nuggets. Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray have been doing their thing, man, for those Nuggets. They're playing well. And last night was a crazy Game 6 between the Heat and the Celtics. So the Heat were up 3-0 in the series, and now it's tied because of this crazy buzzer beater at the end of that game. But at the same time, the refs determined the outcome by completely rigging the game as a whole. So many stop plays, fouls every few seconds. It was like I was watching a free throw competition. This is why I can't watch basketball all the time anymore. The refs just basically choose the winner in those close games. And they were definitely trying to get it to a game seven with all of those calls against the Celtics. It was just ridiculous. Question one, how to bring up lagging body parts. Bringing up lagging body parts is a common challenge for many people who are looking to build a balanced and aesthetically pleasing physique. This is definitely a constant struggle for me as well, especially in the past, but I've learned some strategies to help bring up those certain weaker areas over the years. The first step when it comes to addressing lagging body parts is to identify which areas are falling behind. That's exactly what this means. You can do this by physically looking at yourself, maybe stepping on a fancy scale like an in-body that breaks down left and right sides of your body, or strength and muscle size uh, in different exercises. Once you have identified the areas that need improvement, you can then begin to focus on specific training strategies to address those areas. So let's say your lagging areas are calves, possibly speaking from experience here. A smart decision would be to start your workout by doing this body part first. So starting the workout routine by doing calf raises of some sort, along with calves, for me lately, core has been a focus and it should have been a while ago, but at least now it is. That means at the beginning of some of my workouts, I'll start by hitting core, whether that be abs or lower back. This is effective because this way you have the most energy in your workout because you've just started. So you're able to go heavier or harder during those exercises, as opposed to at the end where you're kind of running low in the tank or maybe even just skipping it altogether. I've been there and that still happens to me today. And that's why this is so effective. Another good strategy to think about when it comes to bringing up lagging body parts is to increase the training frequency for those areas. This means training the lagging muscle groups more often than other areas, and that could mean more workouts or exercises specifically targeting those areas. It's important to remember, however, that training frequency should be balanced with rest and recovery, so be sure to give those areas adequate time to recover between workouts. Don't just hit arms every day as hard as you can because they're lagging behind. You need time to recover and build those areas as well. Another strategy for addressing lagging body parts is to increase the volume of training for those areas. Pretty similar to the last thing I just talked about, this means performing more sets and reps for those areas than other areas. But again, be careful not to overdo it because you could cause injury or burnout. Gradual progressive increases in volume are the key to success here. Now, when it comes to your workouts in the gym, they're usually going to be uh, be anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes of exercise, and then the rest of the day you have work or have school, whatever it is. If you're at home, what you could do would be to just grab some light dumbbells for the house and just hit some curls every now and then, whenever you have a few minutes, if your arms are lacking, for example. 
It doesn't always need to be a dedicated hour workout when it comes to exercise. Any duration and activity could be good enough, especially if you're just starting out. Additionally, it may be helpful to focus on exercises that target the specific muscle groups you're trying to bring up. For example, uh, for example, if you have lagging hamstrings, you may want to incorporate more exercises such as deadlifts, lunges, or hamstring curls into your workouts if you don't have those already. Finally, proper nutrition and recovery are also critical for bringing up lagging body parts. Make sure you're eating enough calories and protein to support muscle growth and get adequate rest and recovery between workouts to allow your muscles to repair and grow. Remember that eating in a surplus helps with the recovery process. You can't just go to the gym, work out as hard as you can, and leave there solving all of your issues. The recovery is the important part where you're building yourself back up. So when it comes to bringing up lagging body parts, there's a few strategies you can do. It's a combination of targeted training, also training smarter, adequate rest and recovery, and proper nutrition. By identifying your weak areas and implementing targeted strategies to address them, you can build a more balanced and aesthetically pleasing physique. Question two, I have lower back problems. How do I overcome this? As a personal trainer for the past eight years now, this is one of the biggest issues that people face uh, People face today. I'm talking all over the world and most of my clients over the years. Eventually, everyone will deal with this in some way, shape, or form. And depending on the severity, it could really drastically affect your life. Back problems can be a debilitating condition that affects millions of people. Like I said, everyone has experienced it. You feel pain, stiffness, and limited mobility, making it difficult to perform, you know, everyday tasks. However, there are ways to overcome back problems and improve your quality of life. Here's some tips to help you overcome some of those back problems that come up. First up, we have to strengthen the core. This means the whole core, abs, obliques, lower back. The overall strength in your core is crucial when it comes to maintaining good posture and supporting your spine. Some exercises that could help with that are different variations of the plank, bird dogs. These can help strengthen your core muscles, uh, and you'll also gain body awareness, which has its own added benefits. It's good to work on the core as a whole instead of just targeting the lower back or just the abs. Now, lower back pain could also have to do with muscular endurance in the lower back as well. One of the movements I've been doing lately with clients is the suitcase deadlift, which challenges the QL muscles, which are these muscles that run down both sides of your spine. Not only that, but also having strong glutes can help support the lower back also. So even something like the hip thrust machine, even though that's one mainly that's mainly an exercise that females will do to build the glutes males should also do this it could also help a bit with back relief i've noticed that uh, i've noticed that for some of my clients so targeting that area could be a solid idea as well something else that could help would be to stretch properly too regular uh, regular stretching can help improve flexibility and reduce muscle tension which can help alleviate back pain Stretching exercises such as hamstring stretches and quad stretches can be helpful leading into the next topic here, but this is one of the reasons we get tight. It could be weak muscles in the area because of the amount of support it has to do throughout the day. But stretching out areas, especially after long bouts of sitting or lying down, this could be potentially huge, even if you do it for just a few minutes. When we sit, 
our hip flexors get tight and that's all connected to the lower back you know that kinetic chain and it's a good idea to stretch those out to combat those long hours in a seated position especially if uh, especially because these days most people's jobs do have like a stay-at-home aspect unfortunately I don't but I don't mind at all I kind of touched on it briefly in the last one here but improving posture Poor posture can put additional stress on your back muscles and contribute to back pain, obviously. Practicing good posture, such uh, such as keeping your shoulders back and your head up, can help alleviate back pain. This is a big one, especially because of the amount of sitting and lying down people are doing these days. Now that a lot of people are working from home, we're just literally not moving enough. Not on our feet nearly enough as we should be. We're not designed or we didn't evolve to sit down, so it's not a natural position. This is creating posture issues, upper cross syndrome, and if you don't try to fix that, this is what could be happening. You could be exacerbating pain areas, especially in the low back. And then we got aerobic exercise. That helps. Regular aerobic exercise like Walking, running, cycling, that can help strengthen your back muscles also. It helps improve circulation throughout the body and reduces inflammation as well. Like I said, any form of exercise could be helpful here. Other small factors that could help besides the main ones we just talked about could be things like heat and cold therapy. This can be effective for reducing pain and stiffness in your in your back. Applying a hot or cold pack to your back can help alleviate pain and inflammation you can try that i've been doing that on my ankle my finger lately uh we got the massage that could help this kind of therapy can be helpful for reducing muscle tension and improving circulation also and we got these uh fancy little massage guns at work and work on that for a little bit it's temporary relief i'll use it on myself use it on my clients it's temporary relief for the most part but if you're having pain or discomfort it could help with that Something that could help would be deep breathing exercises. I know that sounds kind of like woo-woo, but yeah, it could help. Like Things like meditation, visualization techniques, this could help improve quality of life, reduce pain. But basically, there's several ways to overcome back problems and improve your quality of life. So strengthening your core muscles, these are the main ones here. Stretching, improving posture, exercise. We just talked about the heat and cold therapy the massage helps, and these can all be effective strategies for overcoming back problems you might have. However, it is important to consult with a healthcare professional before starting new exercise or maybe some next treatment. Like, You got to make sure that it's safe and appropriate for yourself first. Like I said, even when you try to prevent it as much as possible, injuries are going to happen. Sometimes you will get that lower back tweak no matter how much you're doing everything perfectly. If you're active, Especially if you're playing sports, there's always a risk to it. But do these things and they'll minimize the damage, how much it affects you, or how long it affects you. Working on all of this stuff just makes you less susceptible to injury. So work on some of these exercises and you should be over the uh, chronic back pain. Some of the things I said here will help you and it should help for the future also when it comes to preventing uh, injury for any part of your body. And that concludes episode 120 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. 
If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast.